Hi, good morning. This is Dr. Villanueva, Chief Health Coach with Modern Holistic Health. And today we are going to be discussing how environmental toxins affect brain chemistry. The, there are many different causes of neurodegenerative disease and brain chemical imbalance. And today we're going to be really focusing in on those environmental toxins. You know, whether it's serotonin, GABA, dopamine imbalance, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, or even psychosis. Environmental toxins must be identified and ruled out as one of the possible causes. Depression and pesticide exposures among private pesticide applicators enrolled in the agricultural health study. This is a study that is showing how both acute exposure as well as cumulative or you know over the long term short exposure to pesticide can actually be an underlying cause in depression and anxiety and other brain chemical imbalances. There are many pesticides and many chemicals that we are exposed to on a daily basis that we may not even be aware of, such as the pesticides and other chemicals and additives that are found in our foods if they're not organic, additives that are found in our processed foods, additives and other chemicals that are found in our body lotions and our face washes and our laundry detergents. There are many exposures that we're having um, in our environment today that are not only causing brain chemistry issues, um, but they are also contributing to our um, increase in the rise of autoimmune issues as well. <clears throat> Here's another research study that also is showing the link between pesticide exposure and depression. Um, and this study is actually uh, showing some of the relationships that were found here in the United States. You know, there are studies that are being done all over the world and the outcomes are very consistent showing issues with mental health and other autoimmune disorders. Here is an, another link showing the um, showing the commonality that we're seeing between pesticides and psychiatric disorders. This study was done actually in Egypt. And if you take a look at what I boxed down here in the bottom left corner where my cursor is, um, they also were seeing higher frequencies of psychiatric disorders when people were exposed to pesticide. In addition to that, they were also finding um, increased irritability and even erectile dysfunction as well. There is an, another study here that is just showing the, um, the prevalence of the psychiatric disorders um, and showing the, the, um, the percentages of the different symptoms that were found when people were exposed to pesticides. And here again is just another um, study. And the reason that I show these to you is so that you can see that the evidence is out there. And if you are using an evidence-based approach to finding out what the root causes of your mental health or other chronic health issue, then you're going to be able to find answers. And once you can find answers, then you're able to actually implement 
protocols so that you can put solutions in place to remove whatever the barriers are that is not, not allowing your body's engines and your genetic engines to work properly. And there's nothing more powerful than showing evidence. The evidence is out there. All I have done is I've just put this evidence in this slideshow to actually show you guys how much evidence is out there. We are an evidence-based practice. We are a data-driven clinic. All of our approaches are, are by using data-driven approaches so that we can find what the underlying causes are. And we find more and more that one of the many underlying causes of people's mental health issues and psychological and neurological issues are stemming from environmental toxins. And so it's just super powerful to be able to show um, all of these studies that are being done, not just in the United States, but around the world. Um, here is another example of aggressive behavior and homicides following pesticide exposure. You know, we have to ask what is going on when we're having an increased rate of these mass shootings and homicides that are going on in our country. People are not just going to pick up a gun and start killing other people uh, for no reason. So it's very obvious that there's some kind of imbalance, some sort of trigger going on in their brain that is literally hijacking their brain and, and, and causing them to undergo you know these terrible actions that they otherwise wouldn't do. If you research the stories behind a lot of these people that are going out and 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 having these mass shootings if you talk to their if you look at the um you know at the uh, studies that are being done and the interviews being done uh, you know with these families and the friends of these people some of these people are are very very surprised that the that their son or their daughter or their friend went out and and, and actually did this because they were happy they were very friendly, very, very loving, and yet they turn around and they do something like that. In other cases, you'll hear that these people were undergoing psychiatric care and they were having issues with depression and they were having issues with isolation. Well, apparently the psychiatric care that they were getting wasn't working for them. So we have to look a little bit deeper and there is just mounting evidence. There's, there's mountains of evidence actually showing the correlation between pesticide and other environmental chemical exposure and changes in brain chemistry that are causing um, very aggressive behavior, psychosis, anxiety and depression, um, homicidal behavior, and even suicide. There are over 1.2 billion pounds of toxic chemicals being released into our water and our air just in the U.S. alone. That's not including other countries like China that are topping the list in the amount of chemical toxins that they're putting into our air and into our oceans. And we are also being exposed by the chemical toxins that are being released in China. Just because it's on the other side of the world doesn't mean that it's not affecting us. The, the, the air and the water, you know, blows over to, you know, all around the world. And so, you know, we're, we, we are all being affected by this. More than 80,000 different chemicals that are toxic, that are known toxins and carcinogens are in use currently in the United States of America. And less than 10% of those have even had safety evaluations. 
And whenever studies are done on the 10% that have been evaluated, these studies are not accurate because these studies are being done on a very small percentage of the population and they are only doing these studies in healthy young males. So they're not doing studies across the board on larger numbers of people who perhaps are not starting out healthy to begin with. And in our country, we are the sickest industrialized nation in the world. And these studies are being done on the smallest population that we have that is healthy. So it's not really giving us an accurate reflection of how these toxic chemicals in our environment are really um, adding to our health problems here in the United States. Here are some of the sources of the toxic chemicals that you're exposed to every day, including weed killers um, and germicides, packaging materials, industrial agents, some of those you might be really familiar with. But what about other things that you might not be familiar with, like cleaning agents, some of the household cleaners and laundry detergents that you're using, your soaps and your, and your shampoos, for example, and the plastics that you're storing your, your, your food and your water in, and even our carpets and our clothes and a lot of the upholstery that is in our house is highly, highly toxic and we are being exposed to that every day. Here are examples of some toxic exposures also that you may not uh, be aware that you're getting. So PCMX, also known as triclosan, is a common chemical solvent used in hand soaps and primarily it, it is an antibacterial substance. So you know you will also find it used in hospital settings. But did you know that it's also used in many fast food restaurants in the bathrooms, like McDonald's, for example? This, this particular chemical substance is highly toxic. It is known to cause severe health issues to both animals and humans. And in fact, it's so toxic that it can cause neurological and neurochemical alterations in the human body within two minutes of contact with the skin. And anything that touches your skin is absorbed within three seconds of contact with your skin. So when you're washing your hands at McDonald's or you're washing your hands at any other fast food restaurant or any restaurant for that matter, or if you're using antibacterial soaps at home, in particular those with triclosan in them, let's think twice about what we're putting on our skin because this is highly toxic and is known to cause chemical and uh, actually neurochemical alterations in the brain. How to detoxify if you're exposed. So, you know, this is, we could actually talk for a whole hour on how to detoxify when you're exposed. We can just make the assumption that we are already exposed, even without doing the testing. But these are some different ways that you can detoxify yourself. And these are some different actions that you can incorporate into your daily lifestyle regimen. Exercise, for example. When you exercise, you're sweating. And when you're sweating, you're detoxing. In fact, your skin is your largest detoxification organ in your body. So getting outside and sweating is wonderful. The other thing that exercise does for you is that it helps you to detox your lymphatic system. And your lymphatic system is the system in your body that helps you to grab onto toxins, but oftentimes 
especially if we're not getting enough physical activity in during the day, our lymphatic system can get very congested with the toxins, leading to issues down the road with cancers and, and other really bad health issues. Using saunas to induce sweating is also a really great idea that you can incorporate into your daily activities. Understanding that your body needs certain nutrients to open the detox pathways is super important. If you're working with a clinician, you might have been tested for some of your genes and you may know genetically exactly what supplements that you need to be taking and in what form and in what dose so that you can keep your detox pathways open. But if you don't know what those are, there are some supplements that you can just add in as a generality to help you. And that would be folate, B6, B12, trimethylglycine. Those can help your body to detoxify. And what I would do, and I didn't add it in here, is I would just make sure that you have, an, uh, that you have a methylfolate and methyl B12 added, just in case you've got some, some uh, mutations in your genes that require you to take that special form of folate and B12. Glutathione can also be used either orally or intravenously to help remove the toxic load in your body and also to help bring down inflammation. If you know that you've had big exposures and you've been sick, um, you can take as much as 500 milligrams a day of glutathione. You want to make sure that if you take it orally that you're using a good quality supplement, something that is acid resistant or something that is in a liposomal form to make sure that it can actually do what it needs to do in your body. Um, and just be careful that uh, you know if you do start out with a high dose like that, your body could have a very quick detox response. It's known as a Herxheimer and you could not feel very well because your, your body is detoxing too quickly. So you might wanna start off with a lower dose and slowly work your way up. And you need to drink a lot of water. Purified water is what we recommend for our clients specifically reverse osmosis water between 80 and 100 ounces a day for the average adult size. If you are going to do distilled water, it's not something that you want to do for a long period of time unless you're under the care of a practitioner because distilled water over long periods of time can leach you of important nutrients, vitamins and minerals that your body needs in order to function properly. I want to show you a couple of case studies on, on some patients who ended up getting really, really sick and through data-driven approaches um, were able to be helped. This is, a, um, this is a patient who suddenly came down with Asperger's syndrome. And once the data was done so that uh, we could look at testing to see what was going on with this particular um, client, uh, we found that there were very high levels of toxins, as you can see here. And as you can see here, the levels were just super, super high above the 95th percentile. These chemicals are known to cause a lot of neurological problems and endocrine disruption as well. Um, so here are three toxins now that we found that this um, client was super high in. Once the testing was done, we were able to identify that. Organophosphates, by the way, is super, super toxic. It is a neurotoxin, and um, children in particular who are exposed to organophosphates have twice the risk of developing developmental disorders and autism and other really big um, psychological and neuropsych problems. 
The interesting thing to note about something like OPP or organophosphates is that the half-life is very small. So these can be detoxed out of the body quite quickly, but oftentimes people are having consistent everyday exposure, which is why we end up seeing the levels so high because they're being exposed to every day and their body is not even having a chance to detoxify these toxic substances. Here's another case that I wanted to share with you of a two-year-old in the Miami area who had no symptoms, was, develop, was developing quite normally, very healthy child, and then suddenly started having severe autism symptoms. And upon looking at the data and doing the testing, we found that the client actually had very high levels of succinic and fumaric acid, which is a metabolite that is indicative of environmental toxins. The, this child was also showing some massive issues with the um, mitochondrial metabolites. So this child was having a lot of problems with their mitochondrial markers. And this is very important because if you're having issues with your mitochondrial production and utilization of your mitochondria, then that is not going to allow your body to have the energy that it needs to heal itself and to get rid of the toxins that are causing the problems. The succinic and fumaric acids were eight times the upper limit of normal. And this happened suddenly after exposure of organophosphate type materials found in the pesticides that were used to kill the mosquitoes in that area. So that area in Miami had been what was being sprayed during that time to, um, to help eliminate the mosquitoes because of the, of the Zika scare that had gone on recently. This exposure, however, resulted in severe neurological damage to this child, as well as mitochondrial damage. And looking at the specifics, we can also see here, this child was not only exposed to organophosphates that were, you know, many, many times above the 95th percentile range, but also um, other, other forms of, of organophosphates. There are many chemicals that are found in these sprays. And here's just a, a little bit of documentation, scientific evidence showing how environmental toxins not only cause neurological damage, but they also cause mitochondrial damage as well. So I hope that this was very um, revealing to you. My job is to educate you and show you what the multiple causes of psychiatric disorders and mental health disorders and other neurological disorders can be. If you've been told that there's nothing that can be done, or if your doctors have given you medications and sent you home and you are not getting better, you might be even getting worse, there is another answer out there. There are evidence-based systems that are being used by practitioners like myself and many others around the country. More and more, in fact, are starting to adapt and utilize data-driven systems so that we can find out what are the underlying causes of these diseases and conditions and once we're able to discover what these underlying causes are, then we are able to come up with solutions so that we can help. I hope that you enjoyed this and 
I look forward to seeing you again next Monday. Don't forget to tune in on Wednesday and Friday as Dr. Tori and Anne will have some awesome information to help you in your journey to health. Thanks and have a great day. You were making